Hallelujah. I am so excited about Christmas week. And this is Christmas Sunday. It's always the Sunday prior to Christmas Day. So that makes this Christmas Sunday. And uh, you've done the right thing. You're in worship today. And we're believing for the presence of God, the anointing of God. And how many need a Christmas miracle? Hallelujah. Why not today? Why not today? He hadn't changed. I want to talk to you about Jesus, Herod, and the Holy Ghost. And thank you for your kind expressions of love towards us. And we, we so appreciate that. I, I do want to say, don't ever give me any tithing. I've had people walk up and I've said, they say, I want to bless you. And this is my tithe. I said, I don't, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I was going through a bank tra uh, teller uh, one time, and uh, the teller gave me back, and I didn't know until I pulled off. I opened the bag, and I had $1 too much. I pulled all the way around the bank, got right back in line. It was, I don't know, five or six cars. Went right up, said, ma'am, you gave me $1. She said, you pulled all the way around here to give me back one? I said, yes, ma'am, that wasn't my dollar, and I'm not going go to sleep with that on my conscience. <laughs> Amen. I like to lay my head down at night and know that everything is all right. All is well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't you even be in an argument with your wife and try to go to sleep. That's in the Bible. Amen. All right. Let me get to preaching. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. If you got it, say Amen. If your neighbor's still looking for it, say, oh, me. Uh-oh. Verse 26, Luke 1. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, Now I could back you up a few verses, and it says the angel Gabriel was the one who came from standing in the presence of the Lord. Woo! That's a good thought. That angel had seen the Holy of Holies had seen God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, the angel Gabriel, who had been standing in the presence of the Lord. One day we're going to be have that opportunity. One day we're going to be privileged to be in the Holy of Holies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But that angel, that same angel comes from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Everybody say Mary. Mary. And the angel came in and said unto her, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Wouldn't you like to know that today? Well, I'm here to tell you and remind you the Lord is with you. Amen. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not. I've come with a message with anybody that's dealing with fear today. Fear not. Thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb 
and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. His kingdom is still today. 2021, about to turn 2022. I'm telling you, there's still a kingdom that a king rules over. His name is Jesus. You may be seated. Christmas is about Jesus. God has used his church down through history. God has used Christians down through history to keep the message, of a lot, to keep the message alive and to keep the focus on Christ. I told my wife as we were going through uh, the, the mall areas, I said, the stores that are making Christmas known, look at the numbers of people that they have. The stores that are denying Christmas and just continuing on, look at the number of people they have. And there was a distinguishable difference because hope is found in Christ. I'll say that one more time. Hope is found in Christmas. I looked up the word hope, and it means the very grounds or foundation for believing something good will happen. Every one of us needs to be motivated. Every one of us needs to have a foundation that something good is going to happen. If our hope is in Christ, who was it that used to say something good is going to happen to you. Well, that foundation of that statement that he made for so many years to people around the world, something good is going to happen is because there's a foundation stone to rest upon. And that foundation stone is Christ. On the solid rock, Christ, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Amen? Hallelujah. And so Christmas is about Christ. And God wanted this message kept down through history. In fact, he authored the announcement of Christmas. Look at the birth announcement. Look at the reveal party that God threw. We talk about families and they're going to have a new baby in their family, whether a child or grandchild, they, they have these reveal parties. And you talk about, I mean, I've, I've been to a mall and the light off special things that send out colors or hit golf balls that turn different colors, pink or blue, and, and all kinds of ways to reveal whether it's going to be a boy or a girl. Look at what God did. Look at the, the God who authored birth announcements. He sent angels to start lighting up the heavens and singing about his son's coming. He brought prophecies together. He brought history together. Every age, every demographic, every ethnicity. You see, God's a multi-generational God. God's a multi-ethnic God. All races and all ages. There could not have been a more hopeless time frame than the time frame in which Jesus came. Pastor Jordan did a study, and it was in one of his messages probably maybe up to a year ago about the Roman Empire at this time one of the worst periods of human history, one of the darkest periods, one of the grossest periods as far as 
gross sin under the Romans. And yet, that's when he chose to send his son. That's when he chose to bring Jesus, the light, into the world, the hope into a hopeless world. Darkness prevailing, according to Isaiah 60, but there was a light rising. Amen. Hallelujah. The light of the world, the hope of the world was being born. Amen? Hope for all. Hope was being born. Fallen mankind needed a Savior. Say, Pastor, could it have been worse than what it is today? Listen, if you've ever looked at the Roman Empire, this is a Sunday school picnic. And I'm not making light of things right now because we need to be praying and we need revival. But the time that Jesus came, I'm telling you, was dark with gross sin, but a light was shining. Hallelujah. Some angels were singing. Some hope was being born. Hallelujah. Because fallen mankind needed a Savior, and God was not going to leave them without his hope and his life and his love and his, his, uh, his own son coming to be the package wrapped up of the expression of his love to mankind. Jesus, the hope of the world, point number one. The central theme has always got to be about Jesus. I know the world wants to take Christ out and X Christ out of Christmas, but I want you to know that Christ in Christmas is the hope of glory. Christ in your life is the hope of the world. Amen. Jesus literally means Salvation of Jehovah. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He that believeth not, those same verses say they're going to be damned for eternity. Listen, there's only two choices for eternity. Sir, if you're seated here on Christmas Sunday and you've never made a choice for Jesus, there's only two choices for, uh, for eternity and your non-choosing of Christ, your rejection of Christ is declaring to God the Father that, that you're rejecting the, the plan of salvation for mankind and you need to give your heart to Christ. What some families need this Christmas is a dad that bows his knee and believes that Jesus is Lord. Some dads that honor Christ, some moms that put Jesus first, that Christ is the hope of Christmas. And without, without Jesus, we can't have a good Christmas. And more than anything, more than the tinsel and more than the, the, the bulbs and the lights and everything, families need godly parents that are going to lead the children and point them to the right things. Amen? It says, Gabriel came to Mary, and he says to her, highly favored, blessed among Jewish women. You know that the Jewish women, as they grew up and as they were children, they grew up with this, the, the girls, who is going to bear the Mashiach? That was the Hebrew word. We were in an in a Orthodox setting a week ago Saturday. And they were talking about the coming of the Mashiach. And as I sat in that setting, I, I, I was just thinking, I'm thankful that I know the Mashiach has come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The first advent of Jesus. Amen. 
They're still looking for him, but we found him. Amen. We believe in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so it was, it was going to be highly favored to whoever bore the Mashiach. I'm telling you, that hope meter, as Jesus is about to come to earth, that hope meter went over here and just started pegging because hope was being born. Hope was being born. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Mary, fear not. The message from the angels is, as, in fact, as those angels, as Gabriel encountered different people, Joseph and Mary and Zacharias, that he had to always upbraid them. And I've come with that message from the angels, don't have fear this Christmas. If you really center on Christ, you can display that fear with Christ. Amen? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Let me teach you something real quick. A lot of people want the power, and they want the sound mind. But let me tell you, those three are a package deal. You're not going to get two of them if you don't have the other one, the love. Where is 1 Corinthians found? This isn't even in my notes, so this is free. Where is 1 Corinthians, the love chapter found? Right between the teaching of chapter 12 and chapter 14 on the gifts. Love is very important. You want to see more miracles? We got to walk in love. You want to see the power of the Spirit of God? God's given us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. But we want to see the operation of the Spirit. Got to walk in love. Oh, I'm preaching real good and it's getting quieter in here. Verse 31, his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Mary would have the privilege of bearing hope, but she would still need a Savior. I want you to go to Luke chapter 1, verse 46. I want everyone to see this. Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. See what she said right there? My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Mary needed a Savior. Mary needed Jesus. She was going to bear Jesus but she still needed a savior. It did not make her divinity, deity, in any form or fashion to bear. She was just a vessel being used. She said, I still need God, my savior. She needed salvation. Everybody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Sin brings death. I want to say that very clearly and very lovingly. You cannot live a life of sinful practices and not expect it to have weight on your soul and on your physical body. Sin will produce death even in the physical body. And we've got to come out of our sins and turn to a Savior who is Jesus, our Lord. Amen? 
He was and is the son of the highest and of his lineage of David and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Because he is the Christ of Christmas, the hope for all the world. Point number two, I want to talk to you about Herod. Herod represents the world. Herod represents the world saying there's no hope in religion. There's no hope in Christianity. Herod represents those that want to kill Christ during this season, want to stamp out Christ. I feel it my call to let people know a Savior was born. I feel that important for the church to shine brightly, to be the light, and to point people to the light, to remind people there is a Christ. Herod was trying to stamp out Christmas. He represents the world, and not everyone believes in God's plan of salvation. We know that. There's a lot of people that tell you, Happy Holidays. My wife and I have an immediate response to Happy Holidays. Immediate. Merry Christmas. We'll put it right back on the right track. Amen. It's not about Happy Holidays. You can have a Happy July 4th, but you're not going to have a Happy Christmas if you take Christ out of it. You can blow some sparklers off July 4th and celebrate some fireworks, but you're going to have some fireworks if you don't turn to Christ I didn't mean that hard. I just meant that lovingly. You've got to give your life to Jesus. It's about Jesus. And Herod's trying to stamp Christ out of Christmas. There was a king who fought against the plan of God. People today who fight God's plan of redemption and hope, the Christmas of hope. But wise men are still going to worship. Hallelujah. All the way from the former areas of Babylon came sages, astrologers, who studied the skies, and they saw something in the sky. They saw a star beaming bright. It was very different. Something caught their attention as wise men. And they said, we need to follow that. Some commentaries say it was up to three months, and other commentaries even go longer periods of time that it took for them to get to Jerusalem. However long it took, some wise people left their home that saw something in the heavens. I was pondering early uh, one morning as I was writing notes and studying and said the Lord was showing me that he announced the birth of his son with a star. And I said, God, is there going to be an announcement for the second advent? Could there be another star posted? The first coming, the first advent, and I, I, I feel passionate about announcing the first advent, but I feel very passionate about announcing the second advent. He's coming back. As surely as he came a first time, he's coming a second time, and there may be a star in the heavens. You, God repeats himself all throughout history. There could be another star posted that is a phenomena. We know that the, the, the universe is, is declaring things. There are signs and there are things taking place in the universe. 
and in the starry skies above us. And I, I just believe we need to have perception during this hour. Amen? Listen, the church needs to have, I'm, I'm going to park right here on a little personal thing I got going on right now. Somebody's trying to impersonate me, and I want you to stop it. On social media, they've created a fake Gary Wiggins account. It's not even a very good one. They can't spell right. And they're asking for money personally and, and for things that they're doing. Listen, the only thing you'll ever see out of my social media, I teach people the principles of giving because I believe I'm called to do that. But you'll never have me ask you for money. And uh, any impersonators, you ought to report. And uh, this has been happening over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, and uh, anyway, I'm praying for whoever that is or whatever organization that is because it's an, somebody impersonating. But you can't impersonate Jesus. There's a lot of false Christs that are coming along. I want you to know in the last day, if you can believe a false social media thing, you might be suspect to believing the deception of the last days. If you can't distinguish what's right and what's wrong in simple social posts, if you don't have the spiritual aptitude to understand what's right and wrong, you might be very suspect about the last day's deception that is taking place because there's things that's being peddled that are not in the Word, that are contrary to the Word, contrary to the nature of Jesus, the laws of God's principles. And I want you to know if you're going to go to heaven, you got to live by that book. You can't just X that book out of your life. You can't X Jesus out of your life. we got to be people that get our, our marching orders out of the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Herod meets the wise men. They come to Jerusalem and, uh, and they, they inquire of Herod, where, where is this, uh, where is this uh, Christ being born? And he says, what? They call together the prophets and they, they announce that they found the prophecy in the book of Micah that the town was going to be Bethlehem. And Herod sends him out, go find that Christ child that I can come and worship with you. Yeah, right. You need, that's the way you need to look at the world. Yeah, right. We know you're trying to kill Christ. We know you're trying to stop Christ. We're here. The church is here. The churches are here to promote Christ and help people get their spiritual bearings back in place. Amen? Herod sends them out. And when they go out from his presence, the star appears again. Listen. There's something to be said about sometimes when you're out in the world, you can't even see clearly. That star appeared when they came out of Herod's midst and they began to go towards Bethlehem and they came in and they came to Bethlehem. They came to where the Christ child was and they began to unfold their worship before the Christ and they brought their gifts. Wise men will still travel to worship. Wise men will still come to worship. Wise men will still bear gifts of worship. Amen? And uh, these wise men were, were there and they were warned of God. In verse 12, the angel said to, to them, don't go back the same way. 
go back a different way to Babylon. And it made Herod mad, and so he kills all the baby, uh, baby boys that are in Bethlehem that were born about that time frame. But I want to show you something in Matthew chapter 2, verse 19. The Herod that killed the children, the Herod that wanted to come and worship, the Herod that wanted to stamp out the first Christmas, look at chapter 2, verse 19. And when Herod was dead, I want you to know, God can bring an end to people that fight things. I'm, I'm here to declare that the gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church and even the formation of the church. You're connected to something that is eternal. You're connected to something that the devil's not going to have the upper hand on. Herod died. I want you to know that all of the world systems and all that the devil tries to do, God can bring all of that to an end. He can bring people's lives to an end. Listen, when God says enough is enough, that person's gone. And God said, all right, Herod, you've had your time. Out of here. Chapter 2, verse 9, and this is just a short time later, but where, where I want you to look at this. Where is Jesus during this time? He's down in Egypt. Isn't that amazing? God sent his own son back to the land of deliverance because he would become the great deliverer, the great fulfillment. God sends Jesus. I've, ooh, I've always looked at that and just thought about that. God, you sent Jesus back to the very place that you spent 400 years dealing with your people, getting them ready for a great deliverance and freeing them from Egypt, and you send Jesus back to the very place. I, I want you to know, because he had to fulfill Scripture, Old Testament Scripture, that says, out of Egypt have I called my son. Every jot, every tittle, you cannot find a place in this Bible that, that in any form or fashion... Uh, does disservice to another part because the word of God is a complete picture of all of the prophecies coming together. Everything had to come together. Everything had to come together. Even Hanukkah, the festival of lights in 165 B.C., when, when the temple was cleansed and Judah Maccabees took his brothers and, and created an army that... that overthrew a, a, an army that was so much stronger than they and more powerful. But I want you to know the God of history is still working today. He's not abdicated his throne. Lest you think that God is uh, absent in this hour, God's watching very closely. Amen. I believe we're about to see a spiritual awakening in America. I believe we're about to see revival in America. God says in the last days, I'm going to pour out my, I want you to stand. I want the worship team to run up here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can borrow my tennis shoes over there if you need them. <laughs> it's time for revival in America. And that's my third point. Listen, you can't have Christmas without the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is part of the Christmas story. Zacharias and Elizabeth, she becomes pregnant. 
She's six months pregnant, and she's got John in her womb. I love this. <laughs> I love this. Mary comes to announce to her cousin, Elizabeth, hey, Elizabeth. She comes to where she ends up staying three months. Hey, Elizabeth. She knocks on the door. The door opens. And Elizabeth says, Mary, is that you? And when she hears Mary's voice, John in her womb starts jumping up and down. It says he was filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe that's the moment that he was filled with the Holy Ghost. John came out full of the Holy Ghost. I can show you the Holy Spirit all over this Christmas story. And friends, we don't need to have Christmas without the blessed Holy Spirit. We need the fullness of the Spirit. We need the power of the Spirit. We need the love of the Spirit. We need the gifts of the Spirit. We need the, the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Oh, Pastor, I'm all about the gifts. Listen, there's some fruit of the Spirit that's very important. Because I believe they're intertwined. I want more of the gifts. I, want, I do too. I want the gifts of healing, the working of miracles, prophecy. But listen, they're not going to happen if we're not a church full of the fruit of the Spirit. You're not going to have one and not have the other. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to come down and say amen to myself. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Give me a song about welcoming the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. You're welcome, come fly this place and fill the atmosphere, your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be bowed and every eye closed if there's a spiritual need in your life the best thing you can offer to your family this Christmas is to make peace with Christ, peace with God and if things are not where they ought to be I want you to come meet me at the altar right now come on friend, come on mama, daddy, young person come if you need to be at this altar to pray about spiritual needs Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe if you were to go into eternity today, today, we've prayed with several families this week that their family members were in horrific accidents.
But God was merciful and God was graceful. God was merciful and graceful. And if you need to be at this altar to make peace with God, I invite you to come right now. Come, come, come. Is there anyone here this morning, you're not right with God, you're not where you ought to be. I'm telling you, your family needs a godly leader this Christmas. If there's sin in your life, if there's failure in your life, if you fail God, and you know you just need to get it under the blood of Jesus, that's what this altar is all about. On every person that needs healing in your body, one of our altar workers come pray with this gentleman here. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mark. If you need healing in your body, I want you to come, but before everyone comes, I don't know why I felt led to do this, but I did it in early service. I'm going to do it in this service. Any person that has hearing problems and you need healing in your hearing, whatever that looks like, I want you to come stand over here to, i tell you what, it's a little less, let's come over here to my left if you've got hearing problems from about Jack and Melody over. Right, we already got the hearing impaired. We're going to lay hands on every, tell them to stay right there. I'm going to lay hands on every one of them. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. But, amen. If you've got hearing problems, and we had a number in the early service. I've never, I've never called for a prayer time like this, but hearing problems over here, and then needs for healing just across the front. And I want our, want our deacons to come. We've got a meeting in just a few moments, choir room, but all of our pastors, our deacons, recognize prayer team hallelujah hallelujah listen it's still before 12 I'm going to lead in worship about 4 or 5 minutes and then I'm going to read the ironic blessing 